Dr. Holbrook, thank you so much for being on with me. Let me ask you this. Uh, when we look at the fallacies that are being spread about gun rights, what is the most glaring or what should be the most glaring to us as Americans when we considered how the government would like to frame this conversation? Speak to us. Well, let me mention the theme of the book because there's a case before the U.S. Supreme Court right now, right on point. The Second Amendment states that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There are six states nationwide that prohibit people from bearing arms unless they get a special license from the government that's only available to billionaires and celebrities and people who pay the right bribes. That the state that the case is about before the Supreme Court is New York. And what they say is that you cannot get a license to carry a handgun outside your home unless you're somebody really special um, and you have some kind of need that, uh, that normal people don't need. So if you live in a high crime neighborhood, that's not good enough. Um, but if you're somebody real special, then okay. And that's the subject of my book, The Right to Bear Arms. Doctor, tell us, uh, before we, I ask the next question to you, how do we get a hold of your book? Where do we find it? This is something, Americans, I do believe that you should hear. You're listening to Red State Talk Radio, the CL Bryan Show, the largest talk platform in the nation. Doctor, tell us how to get a hold of it. Well, just uh, get on the Internet, put down Stephen Holbrook, The Right to Bear Arms, and you'll find it. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's so many booksellers. It's so easy to get books nowadays. It's incredible. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. very easy to get on the Internet. Well, doctor, this is my next question for you. I, I, this is something that, that I think that we should examine. What happens? Are there any examples of what happens when us average Joes lose the right uh, of uh, to bear arms, are, are there any examples of what happens to communities, or is there examples already glaring in front of us now? Speak to us. Well, New York City, San Francisco, you, you know, your choice. You, uh, ordinary citizens cannot carry a handgun for self-defense, but the criminals are running amok. We've got these um, politically correct uh, Soros-elected prosecutors who aren't prosecuting. We've got the defund the police movement. You know, uh, they don't care about anybody uh, but the, the criminals. And you've got law-abiding citizens who just don't have the right to protect themselves. And so that's the problem. And that's what I'm hoping the Supreme Court's going to do something about. The case is called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. And there should be a decision by this coming June. And, and basically, if... Uh, People should have a right to carry a gun if they are a law-abiding person, and they, we need to do something about these states that don't give licenses out to people uh, unless they're somebody special. So um, there are there's only six states, but there's some of the most popular states. It's New York and California, New Jersey, um, Hawaii. So. Um, you know, the Second Amendment says you have a right to bear arms. Doctor, so let me ask you this. Who then is a constitutionally a law-abiding citizen? Well, if, if you don't have a record of violent crime, you're a law-abiding citizen. 
And um, what what uh, most states do is make it um, a crime to even possess a gun if you're a violent criminal or if you have some other criminal past, uh, mental commitments, things like that, that, that make you potentially a, a threat to other people. Uh, but look, if you, you keep your nose clean, you should be able to carry a gun. And we've got 21 states nationwide where you don't even have to have a license or a permit to carry a handgun for self-defense. Right. The open carry law, is that something in Louisiana and, and, and places? I grew up in Louisiana and even here in Florida, up in Colorado uh, as well, if lived there. Uh, they, they seem to be under attack. Do we expect the onslaught? And what form will the attack against our gun rights come? And please, uh, let me have a, add a caveat to that. Tell us what set the fire in your belly to write this book. Oh, well, I, I was coming of age back in the 60s when they were trying to pass every kind of gun law that you could imagine. And I read the Founding Fathers' works, and it, it was very clear uh, in the Second Amendment when they said, shall not be infringed, that, that's what they meant. So I've worked on this issue. I've written a total of 10 books. Um, and it's one of those provisions of the Bill of Rights that a lot of people didn't care about or that they opposed. And we still have that problem today. You've got a significant number of people in Congress who would like to curtail the right further. And, and you've got uh, the, some of these states that, that run roughshod over the right. So you, you have a First Amendment right to free speech and assembly. And just as important as that is the right to keep and bear arms. Just as important as that is the right to keep and bear arms. If that right goes away, Dr. Hallbrook, tell us what the uh, prospects are for a free people. Well, they're not good. I mean, if you, if you look at uh, the age of the riots in 2020, uh, the defund the police movement, uh, you were on your own pretty much. You had to defend yourself if you were going to, anybody was going to. You could call 911 and they'd say, well, we're not operating right and, and then there's the problem of government, government tyranny. I mean, the, one of the reasons for the Second Amendment is our experience with the British and the oppressions that they uh, caused to the American colonists. And we've never had to have a revolution in this country because we do have these rights, like to bear arms and, and to vote and free speech and everything. If they take any of those rights away, then there's a threat of governmental tyranny. And there's the threat of just ordinary crime. You know, Dr. Halbert, I have been um, in the conservative camp uh, now for over 30 years. I once was uh, a Democrat. I, I was that. And I, I guess there have been worse things I've done. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, or maybe that is the worst thing I've done in my life. But I, uh, being black, uh, I want to ask you this question from your perspective what are the fallacies that our our government or even the liberal camp uh, in particular are feeding or have fed black people as far as America's view of them being able to own guns in in conjunction with thoughts on the NRA? Well, there's a very little secret. I mean, most gun control from the past in our country's history was against slaves and African-Americans. If you go back to 
the days of slavery, a, a, a black person could not own a gun. If you were a free black, you could get a license, possibly, but it was discretionary. And then after the war, after the Civil War, the black codes were reenacted in the southern states. And, and right there in your state and in other southern states, you, um, a person who was a former slave could not have a gun unless they got a permit to have it. And there was no standard for giving out the permit. And, and so we have this history and that's the way it is now, kind of in some of these states. They don't have a, a racial uh, criteria, uh, at least not on paper. But uh, if you're in New York, you can't get a permit if you're just a common person, so-called. And that's the way it was in these under these slave codes and black codes, that we will give you a permit if we want you to have one. We don't have to, though. And so that's why everybody has a right. The, the people means the people. The people have a right to keep and bear arms. And so there's nothing about race or class or anything there. So then, Dr. Holbrook, do you see a regression in the progress that we have made as far as it sounds as though that's what you've described? How, where did this begin? When did we start going backward? What happened to take us backward? In, in, in time as far as our understanding of our constitutional rights. One of the most blatant examples was the Sullivan Law from 1911 in New York. And that was the first law nationwide which said that even to keep a handgun in your home, you had to get a license, much less to carry one. And it was um, they didn't like the fact there were a lot of uh, immigrants coming in. They were uh, from Italy in particular. You had the uh, Irish in control of the the city, New York City machine, machine politics, and and they didn't like the Italians who were coming in, and so they ranted and raved about them, and and they directed that law against these recent immigrants, and and so we had the, by the same token in California, you had the anti-Chinese um, type sentiments, and and they didn't have rights. And um, we, we had discrimination in the southern states in terms of uh, the, the states that had licensing laws, and, and we still do. So um, what we need to do is, is to recognize these are fundamental rights. And I, I like the fact that in Louisiana, a few years back, your constitution was amended to say that the right to keep and bear arms is a fundamental right, and, and the courts have to use strict scrutiny to decide whether any kind of restrictions are constitutional. That's right. Jeff Landry, our attorney general down there, is a very fine one. I certainly hope he, uh, my good buddy, runs for governor of the state. Listen, Dr. Holbrook, I got to, I must have you back on with me. Get his book at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever fine books are sold. This certainly sounds like a fine one. And Michelle, I certainly want one. And so we'll we'll talk about that. Doctor, listen, God bless you and God keep you. Whatever I can do to help you further this cause. Growing up in Louisiana, I live in Florida now, but growing up, growing up in Louisiana, I'm hunting, fishing all the time. And we even carried guns during deer season when I was going to high school. We had them. We had gun racks in our in our in our uh, trucks and grandpa's truck or daddy's truck. And uh, there was never any incidents. Never any incidents of, of us harming each other 
not even in the woods. Right. That's the real America. That's the way our country was built up to be. And, and now we are going astray in some ways. Listen, man, God bless your work. God bless and keep you. We'll be we will have you back on very soon. And thank you so much for joining me here today. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care.